0: This episode of Shift for Brains is a co-production with the Sheldon MacLeod Show on News 95.7 CJNI in Halifax, Nova Scotia. January 10th, Shift for Brains. How do we think about what's happening in the news, good and bad? How do we shift our brains about that?
1: Well, there's so much going on. This is one of those weeks uh, that it's hard to keep track of all the news that is and it was and how to, how to think about it. That is exactly what we're here to do right now, and uh, Bill Carr he is here for us for our segment. Shift for brains. Shift for brains. Shift for brains. Yes, we got it. <laughs> uh, Bill, thank you very much for this, and it's. I'm thinking for me, very, very valuable and beneficial. Oh, and for, helpful.
0: You know what? It and and having to put our heads around this stuff, I think is valuable for all of us. And and I was this week. I was thinking about you this week, and I was listening to some some of the radio stuff that you were doing, and mm-hmm. and I thought. There, it's a beautiful example of what shift for brains is about. Is how can we think about these things? How do we feel, for example, the, when the Ukrainian airline went down? We know how to feel. That's horrific. Yeah. There, the feeling is is sadness. It's it's a sense of loss in our community, for the families, but also for our community itself and mm. and everybody involved, and the Iranian community as well, and and everybody who you know suffered a loss there. The, then then you say yes, but. How do we think about it? That's how to feel about it. But how can we possibly get our heads around thinking about it without exploding? And that's and that's what we're you know on about today. I think.
1: Yeah, and I had a, a guest in our studio who we've in, introduced into the circle many times to talk about planning. That's his background. Mm-hmm. But he's an Iranian Canadian. Yes, and making sense of the senseless is oh. is part of this challenge. Yep. Uh, and and for him, very much, it's not about retribution. It's not about escalation. More war does not get us any closer to making this any less damaging mm. or less hurtful or harmful. I and again yesterday waiting for the prim, uh, the prime minister of Canada to come out and, and say what it was he had to say.
0: Bill, yeah. See that's there's the there's the thing. I, I I and and it starts there. We talked last week a little bit about hot thinking and cold thinking. Right. Uh, hot thinking is the emotional and we have that. We're we're doing that and we're and we're feeling and we're talking. But when we start to cold think about this, this is where it, it becomes a little trickier because for example uh when when Kasim Soleimani was murdered killed mm-hmm. right executed however you want to use that phrase right there's the start of starting to think about it how they they want you to think they by that I mean Trump He's a the bad America's, man who was going to do bad things. He was if a bad man who was going to do yep. bad things, you see? And and when you start that that's binary thinking. That's that's black and white, good and evil, and hot and, and cold. Hot and cold. Yeah. And when, we, when you go there right away, and, and, and people do, then you can be persuaded of a lot of things which, if you stop and have a cold thought and, and step back a bit, epoch, pause, breathe, and look at it, you go, well, wait a second, because one man's terrorist, which is what they're calling him, is another person's freedom fighter, okay? And I'm not, I'm not going either side of this, I'm saying right. that, it, that it just in terms of the terminology that we're using, some of it has a, a predetermined end that I'm not sure we should grab all that quickly. I, and, I, and I wonder what would happen, I, and I was talking to somebody about this, if, the, if Stephen Mnuchin, who's the Treasury Secretary of the United States, hmm. or more closely, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, had been shot by a drone. Or if if um, our chief of staff, General Jonathan Vance, had been shot by a drone because they didn't like what Canadians were doing in their countries, where would we be on that? We, I, I know where we would be emotionally,
1: mm.
0: but would we be allowed to say, "Oh, they they killed our, our they you know we were the terrorists there"? No, we wouldn't go there right away. But yet we seem totally ready to do it about over there, and that's making me very. Uh, um, it pauses me. It stops me and makes me go. Wait a second, I don't. I'm not saying Soleimani wasn't a bad man, but if we start killing people that we think are bad people, yeah. oh, I'd get wiped. <laughs> I mean, they, they'd have to come after me because I've done stuff wrong. So where do we draw that line? And and when does our our responsibility as human beings, as as international you know um, uh, participants that's why the united nations in this has has made me quite upset because it's getting ignored mm. there's sort of this uh trumpian uh uh western you know uh, saber rattling you know gun banging bunch that seem to take all the noise when the united nations to me needs to be reinforced so that they can we can start having a logical discussion around this like the fact that trudeau our mm. our leader mm had to get up and say I need more of I, we need to be investigated it needs to be yeah, yes that's true it does need to be investigated yes he expressed sorrow over what happened and it should be but the other part that should be discussed is a, a sense of outrage that 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 we are in a position where a hair trigger like that if it was the iranians and there's still that if if it was the iranians and they shot that plane down. It was because the tension in that area was so extreme that that's the kind of thing that could happen. That's one reason The fog of war. The fog of war, yeah. okay, see? But who caused that fog, and where is that coming from, and why, why are we letting things always get to this point? Because we're doing so much hot thinking and not enough cold thinking about how to, how to pull back from these things. Nuclear war isn't something that we're going we're to be able to go oops about.
1: Yeah. Bill Carr is in our studio and this is shift for brains. And I'd spoken with people who had friends on that plane. And my question, what do you look what is what is it you hope to have answered? What is it that mm-hmm. you want to know? And whether it was incidental, accidental, whether it was the fog of war, that it was an a man-made missile that brought down an aircraft that claimed the lives of people who had no fight this was not a war for them was not a war for them how do we think about that it is tragic mm-hmm. it's a it seems to be a huge waste a huge burden to carry to think that uh, people who had nothing to do with this mm-hmm. are gone
0: are gone and 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 there's nothing going to bring them back you know and and all of these justifications i mean there there's a, a piece on twitter that i i, lo- I love the little things that come out on Twitter all the time, because some of them, there's wisdom in some of them. It's, they're, they're tragic and funny and, and witty and sometimes horrific in their truth. And one of them said, the guy who says Iran was about to attack is the same guy who used a Sharpie to fake the path of a hurricane. So, so when you ask that question, how did this happen? I'm really convinced we'll ne- we're not going to know uh, in that sense, because the only thing we can know is that it shouldn't have happened. We can know that for sure. And that's what I say. When we, what, what can we think about that? We can think about for sure. It shouldn't have happened. And and we should be creating an international environment where discussion can come ahead of this this hot reaction to things and this this fearful thing. I mean, if the Iranians were able to to uh, what did they say, destroy a bunch of shacks without hurting people, which when when they which they strategically allegedly did, mm-hmm. if they can do that, then how did that plane get hit. It, it's, it's one of those things that you say, no, that we can't think about because it's, it's impossible to hold, but we can think about what we can do about to, to create an environment where that doesn't need to happen.
1: We're going to take a break. And one of the, the things that I struggled with last night was trying to come to grips with why was this aircraft even given permission to take off? Ugh. And I don't know if it doesn't change anything. Mm-mm. But it does change the conversation, and perhaps it gives us something else to think about. And That's what this is about, is is shifting our thinking. Shifting our thinking.
0: And and if somebody wants to call in and join us on this, 405-6000.
1: That's it, 902-405-6000. We've got a chance for you to sit at the table with us here. We'll be right back. 902-405-6000, Nine zero two four zero five six thousand. If you'd like to add your voice to what we're discussing this afternoon, the segment called "Shift for Brains" in a week that saw uh, horrible tragedy, loss of life, uh, and, and the political reaction to it. And as I grow older, I mentioned this yesterday. And uh, sometimes I just don't know how to react. Sometimes I just don't know what to think. Uh, in that, the more I learn, the less sure of things I am. Uh, someone told me yesterday that's wisdom. It doesn't feel that way, Bill.
0: <laughs> no, 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 no. the the uh, The older I get, the more I know that uh, the more I know I don't know, which right. is which is also good. I th- there's a there's an expression. I do a lot of work with safety folks, and mm-hmm. there's an expression in the safety folks that that is very telling of human nature, and it's called a near miss. Okay. And so, so the uh, uh, there there's a workplace environment, and all of a sudden, a uh, crate drops and smashes near somebody nobody got hurt. that was close nobody got hurt it's a near miss you see yeah, yeah. and they say that in the in the in the safety world that those near misses go underreported because people say oh you know we were lucky nobody got hurt yeah. why, why why make a fuss now why make a fuss you see but the safety folks know that a near miss is just an accident waiting to happen and and when they're doing uh, their reportage on accidents that do happen, the number of people who go yep yeah, saw that coming yeah, yeah I, you know a week ago there was a near i nearly got but they didn't report it mm-hmm. so we're we're in this world where I think this is this is a, a a critical these are near misses these are these are things that uh the fact that this didn't explode into a war right away. Okay, it, it is is a near miss. We shouldn't be near missing when it comes to this kind of thing. Because a near miss where somebody gets hurt is bad. A near miss where somebody gets could get killed is, is terrible. But a, a near miss where somebody hundreds and thousands of people could die, it is just not a gamble we can take, you know. And, and so we that's why the, the you know there is a, a mechanism called the United Nations mm-hmm. where we can sit down and go to the table. The fact that Trudeau. Uh, and, and I don't blame Trudeau, but uh, the fact that the, the Canadian government has backed away from diplomatic negotiations. We're, we're negotiating through an Italian representative. And now, they go through
1: Turkey. I I'm, mean, yeah.
0: I'm, 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 not, I'm not wise enough uh, of the ways of international politics to really speak to this very eloquently. But I will say it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Like, like I, I, I disagree with you, but we should be able to be at the table at the United Nations to continue those dialogues to continue having those conversations. And the fact that they form these sort of outside the UN coalitions that go, well, they're not playing fair, so I'm not going to play with them at all. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about, about going and talking to, to North Korea's leader personally and shaking hands and saying he's my best friend. I'm not, I'm not talking about that kind of conversation, but I'm talking about a conversation, a restorative conversation in the UN where where we can all sit down and say, in this space, we agree we have to talk and it's more important than our disagreements.
1: Do you remember when uh, Jack Layton said we need to negotiate and speak with the Taliban? Yes. And the reaction that oh, the was, Canadian government had to that,
0: it was wild.
1: But given that, you know, evidence was to suggest Americans were lied to about the success of the mission in Afghanistan mm-hmm. over two decades, that Canadians for the most part were saying we were just one school away from bringing peace to that country that has been war torn if you will for for decades, generations. Yes, yes, yes. yes suggests to me that he wasn't wrong.
0: Well, again, I don't, I can't, uh, this is, and the, and people are going to go, eh, you liberal, you miserable, liberal person, and I small-l liberal, uh, but, and maybe I am, and maybe I'm a bleeding heart. All of those things are probably true, but I would rather have a bleeding heart than hear the pain that's being caused by People not having the conversations that need to be had, hmm. and and that's and that's something that we're that we're missing out on. I I just found out too. It was a, I, you've been on the radio, so you may not even heard. Perhaps, but uh, they 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 also when they targeted uh, Soleimani, hmm. they also targeted Abdul Reza Shaleh who who it turns out is was the elite commander of the Quds forces. They missed him. Okay. Didn't say a word about it. Right. Never brought it up. You see. So again, we're we're left in this um uh, strange area. Not talk about w- fog of war. We're we're in a fog of propaganda, a fog of information where we can't know how to think because our information is so uh clouded and so confusing and so uh contradictory. And, and Bernie Sanders, dear dear Bernie Sanders, he said uh, he said uh excuse me but how can we listen to a man who's a pathological liar? He keeps calling Trump a pathological liar, which makes me laugh every time. But the, it, there's a truth to that. If, 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 we, if we don't know the facts, how can we make good decisions? If, if we're not at the table with the Iranians at the UN, how can we make good decisions? If we're not there listening to the conversations that should be had and we're, and we're not involved in them, how can we make wise decisions? I don't, I don't see how.
1: Uh, Bill Carr is here, shift for brains, 902 405 6, 000. to see Iranian officials, though, say, oh, the Canadian government and the U.S. government has it wrong. Uh, we didn't shoot it down. Mm-hmm. That we, tell, show us the evidence. Bill, they totally turn this around.
0: Yeah, and, and I, I'm going to sound really, st- I can, I, people are going to yell at me. I'll probably go out in the street and get slapped. But I, but I will say, and bless Trudeau for this, he said, we need further investigation. And and I say that because I've seen so many made-for-TV movies, where a government does something to another government in, and makes it look like they did it in order to prove their political point. I mean, let's can we ever forget weapons of mass destruction that were
1: never found, or weapons of mass distraction? Yes. Yeah, uh, come exactly. to be known. And and throughout this, you know, we had a few callers yesterday who said, you know, I'm old enough to know. And I'm old enough to say I don't think we're going to get down that. We're not going down the path of another world war. That that's not going to happen. Mm. Uh, my experience is somebody will, will cooler heads will prevail. Uh, <laughs>
0: see, see,
1: there hot, it cool is.
0: And I would love I would love to say cooler heads will prevail. Except we're seeing so many hot heads and so much hot thinking right now right. that it's impossible for me to be that optimistic. And and by the way, uh, when when you have a, a leader of a massive country who has the capability saying why aren't we using little weenie nuclear bombs why aren't we why aren't we? And, and he's been saying this he's been asking since he got in why can't we just shoot a little nuclear not a big one just a little weenie one over there the second you start even thinking uh, down that line where my optimism goes right out the window bill meet eric
1: you're on the air eric
2: hi
1: hi uh,
0: eric Sheldon
2: and bill i want to congratulate both of you i think this is exactly the type of program that we need in order to listen to each other so we can come to understandings of what each other are saying and that we can com- compromise on our ideas so there's not so much conflict.
1: Amen. Uh, thanks for the call, Eric. Well,
2: I'm oh, not, I'm not done yet. No, I know. <laughs> I knew that. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not done yet. Uh, Bill, you're absolutely right uh, in, in taking a moment to think. And sometimes we jump to conclusions of what, what another person is saying. And if we take time to listen to them, more often than not, uh, we'll find that we agree on more than what we disagree. But I find in today's climate uh, this divide between left and right—it's horrible. You can't have a conversation anymore with each other. And I think this is a very good, positive step to have a program like this. So I congratulate both of you.
0: Let me let me ask you a question, Eric. If if you were if you're you're sitting uh, having a conversation over a coffee or a beer, and somebody says, "So are you a?" Uh, would you consider yourself to the left or the right on this issue would where do you where, where do you think you stand or do you want to stand anywhere
2: well I I, I would say that uh, by nature I'm centrist but I have <laughs> uh, I'm cons- conservative physically but I'm a libertarian in, in terms of uh, how we deal with each other socially right and I just take a look at uh, I be- really believe in freedom of speech I, I, mm-hmm. I really believe in freedom uh, Freedom of assembly, and uh, I be quite truthful. Uh, regimes like that are in Iran, not the Iranian people. Mm-hmm. But totalitarianism—it uh, frightens me. Oh, yeah. And I tell you the reason why is because if you look at the last century, Bill, you look at Stalin, you look at the Khmer Rouge, you know, you yeah. look at uh, the atrocities of uh, of China. Mm-hmm. That type of mentality really scares me. And then you go to the far right. And then you have uh, uh, the Nazis, mm-hmm. and that really scares me, too. And, you know, uh, the ultimate uh, result in being politically correct is being told what to think, what to say, what to wear, uh, what you really, uh, you know, you know how you should think, uh, whether you should have believe in religion or not. I mean, yeah. for me, that's totally up to the people, and that's what we fought for in the Second World War. And I find that we're going down a dangerous path in a lot of ways. Yeah.
0: Thanks, Eric. Yeah, thank you, Eric. It, and it, it, Eric's brought up a really interesting point. The, the idea of of freedom of expression and freedom mm. of assembly, especially freedom of assembly, that, that's kind of easier than freedom of uh, expression because freedom of expression right away gets us into that area where,
1: well, I can say what I like because this is what I feel. Yeah. Yeah, but not and, freedom from consequences. And Yeah, yeah. And,
0: and and also freedom from harm that you can do. Words can hurt as much as, as mm. any bomb ever thought of doing. Sticks so, and stones. So, so that, you know what? Mm uh he's brought a, a conversation that we should perhaps uh, uh, uh tackle my friend uh right. one week uh which is which is what about political correctness where where does it start where does it end and again it it i think it helps with this conversation because when you listen to what they're saying politically mm-hmm. they're saying oh you, you nobody's going to disagree about you know killing Soleimani. yes we are and that doesn't mean that we are in favor of as eric said the Iranian regime yeah but we're certainly not in favor of, uh, you know, our, our being involved in quote unquote regime change. I mean, if, you know, if we were then, you know,
1: maybe we should have
0: a regime change in the United States. You need a regime change, you know, but no, we, we don't have the right to say that.
1: Bill Carr is here. And unfortunately, um, Bob is on the line and Fred's on the line and we are out of time
0: next week. Tell them come
1: back. Yeah. Well, they can hear you. So they'll know. Okay. You can Bob, Fred, we'll see you next week. Bill will be back shift for brains. will be back. And I want to thank you guys all week uh, for listening in and, and sharing with us and being a part of this circle. Bill Carr. Thank you, sir. Thank you.